The Inside Learning Podcast is brought to you by the Learnovate Center. Learnovate's research explores the power of learning to unlock human potential. Find out more about Learnovate's research on the science of learning and the future of work at learnovatecenter.org. The mind, once stretched by a new idea, never returns to its original dimensions. I quote American author, writer, and poet Ralph Waldo Emerson to introduce the concept of threshold concepts. And with us to explore this phenomenon is Anne Devitt. Anne is Associate Professor in Language Education and Academic Director in Learnovate, Dublin. Anne, perhaps you'd share your mission in your work, specifically in the realm of learning. Sure. That quote is a beautiful way, I think, to think about learning, and it's how I view my role. So I'm, a, I'm an educator. I'm also a teacher educator, so I'm working with future teachers. And my view of learning is that it's all about potential. So that idea of within us all, we have the capacity to develop, and it's all about trying to realize that potential through experiences and reflection and all the aspects that come together as learning. I work in the area of language and literacy education. So that's about looking at how people develop their, that wide range, that whole repertoire of language skills that people have across their different languages. And in particular, I look at how technology helps to facilitate that, what tools and what ways of working can develop those skills with learners in a learners on their own or in a classroom setting. I loved the paper you wrote, and this has inspired me to get in touch and reach out to you because of the term you introduced me to and sent me down a rabbit hole, which is threshold concepts. I'd love if you'd describe that to our audience. The best way to to think about this idea of threshold concepts is just to think back for yourself for a moment, you know, sometime in in a learning experience or just in your life when you suddenly went, oh... Oh, right. Oh, so that's how it works. And you have that moment of realization where you go, oh, my God, everything. Wow. Now I can see how this fits together. And it's that idea that in different disciplines and, you know, in different aspects of our of our learning, there are particular concepts. They might be really hard. You know, they might be difficult to come to get to grips with. But once you integrate that knowledge, once you kind of say, okay, now now I get it, I understand it, then it opens a whole new view of of that discipline or of your worldviews. With this new idea, you're going, ah, I can see how those things fit together and I can see how this thing over here works. And just to demonstrate how troublesome they are, I have an example of one from physics that I actually, I I just still don't get. I know that it's true, but I, I just don't understand how it works. And it's this idea that, you know, if you have a cup of tea, which is hot, really hot, and you pour cold milk into it, it will cool down more slowly if it is colder. That's a a threshold concept in thermodynamics. I don't get it. (laughs) I know I don't like I still haven't had my aha moment with that, even though I know that it's factually correct. And so it's that idea that you have to really like you look at this thing and you go, what is that? Well, you know, and and it challenges your understanding about how the world works. And in challenging your understanding, you have to come to grips with it. Of course, you know, in that case for the tea, I you know, I, I just leave the leave the concept and stick with the tea. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think that it's that kind of idea of something that will really open up new horizons to you. I love this concept because in a world of rapid change, uh, where the speed of change is so fast, we need to learn and unlearn quicker than ever before. That's where this really got to me. In innovation and disruption in organizations, oftentimes it's the education bit that's missing, where you need to educate people because education empowers them to make more 
clever decisions, wiser decisions, et cetera, et cetera. And it's that exact thing about threshold concepts that really hit home to me. But I thought bringing people on that journey through metaphor, like the one you used there, is really, really important. I think you're right. One of the things that, that I find, I mean, in my own practice, if you like, as an educator, I sometimes think about it as you have to set up an experience or a set of conditions that bring the person into essentially into conflict with this idea. So you're setting up a situation where, where they have to go, oh, what's going on here? I, I don't understand. Like this doesn't fit with what I believe or what I understand currently. And that you have to drive, force that engagement with that. In working with teachers, you know, you might set up a situation, whatever way you set up a learning situation, and then you ask them to re- reflect on that where they're like trying to unpick, okay, this isn't the way I normally think about learning or what's going on here? I don't understand. And through that process of reflection, you have to actually actively bring people's attention to what their assumptions are. You know, that thing of unlearning, like you can only unlearn what you've got a sense of, of where it is. So, you know, raising people's assumptions uh, explicitly and then trying to tackle them. Just working through that. But I find, I mean, I suppose in my work, I think, the power of experience, you know, seeing and feeling something can be very valuable in bringing people to a moment where they are in a position to deal with the troublesomeness of this new knowledge. Take, for example, the pandemic that we experienced. People were talking about this for decades. You know, Obama talked about it. Bill Gates talked about it. I'm sure countless other people said we need to prepare and it wasn't until we experienced it that we may, we will make the necessary adjustments. And there will be other pandemics as well. But now that we've experienced it, that we can actually make a mental model of it. And I thought about this with the change that we've experienced is that we haven't had any, we've lived through a pretty stable period of time since the wars. And this is an equivalent of our war. But it made me really think about what you said there about experiential learning. There's nothing quite like that. Well, let's bring it to your paper, because I mentioned this paper, Threshold Concepts in Language, Teacher Knowledge, Practice versus Policy. And here's where you focus on teaching. And it made me think of often the curse of knowledge. When we become real experts in our field, it's very difficult to explain what we understand, because you talked about that kind of watershed moment or the paradigm shift where I go, ah, I got it now. But oftentimes it's, it's difficult to understand how you got there. Very definitely. And this is uh, the typical problem of tacit knowledge. You know, you know something, but you can't express it or you don't even you're not even consciously aware of knowing it. It's just part of part of who you are, actually, I think is is, uh, you know, when when learning is very fundamental, it changes your identity. And so when I work with student teachers, one of the biggest difficulties is, is that there's a, a term called the apprenticeship of observation, which for like, for teachers, it's all of that time that we've sat in a classroom and been taught in a particular way, years of it, you know, years and years of being in primary classrooms and secondary classrooms and third level and so on. And you have all of this experience that you have taken part in, you know, maybe passively, maybe actively, and to kind of break that down and think, okay, some of that didn't work for me. Or, you know, some of that isn't effective because people tend to do what they know. And so that idea of trying to break into a situation to bring people to focus on what it is that they, all those assumptions they have, is part of, I suppose, what I would do in trying to bring people to where I sit. But also, I, I've had the experience loads of times that, that uh, 
you know, I have certain beliefs about what I do. And then you come to a challenging situation and you go, oh, my God, what I know doesn't fit me for this. I have to change as well. So I think that plasticity or or the openness to being uh, openness to change, it's frightening. And I, I know all of the change this year has been frightening or just that idea that you never get fully, you know, you're never fully on top of your game because there's always something else that, that, that you might need to learn or might need to know. And I think that openness actually, so you talked about that curse of learning where you're trying to bring people along with you, but I think in, it's a, if you can bring that disposition to yourself and to others, that openness to learning, I think it can somehow be easier to make that journey. I'm an educator and I'm working with future educators and I have had that horrible thing of trying something totally new. Like at the start of this year, doing some, moving some things online that I that I'd never done before and having total disasters yeah. <laughs> and talking that out with my students and saying, oh my God, like, you know, talking out that sense of, of how things were and, and, you know, what I wanted to achieve and what, what didn't achieve. So I think being an expert or whatever, you're only an expert for so long, you know, and having that openness and disposition to learning, I think helps you bring others with you as well. That's lovely. And that, that humility to understand that, that that is the case. And, you know, we see it with organizations all the time that you climb to the top of a ladder of expertise and then you protect what you've got there and you, you stop letting new information in. But I, I wanted to bring it back to something you said, Anne, at the start, which was how technology helps. And you were saying this with regards your role, because I thought about things like VR, for example, so virtual reality, how I can create an immersive experience. And I've heard of in the US, they had created immersive experiences of what a flood would look like in the area if it was to happen in order to get buy-in to create floodgates and put the necessary measures in place to prevent those floods. And then I thought about my own learning experience. I went to Trinity College. I did French and German. And I only really got those threshold concepts, that, that breakthrough moments when I lived there and I was immersed in the language and subconsciously and consciously, music, the radio, TV, people in the cafe, all speaking the language where I actually learned words for the first time. Something I saw was the label I had put on that was the French label first. And then I learned what the English for it was afterwards. And I thought that immersive technologies does this for us. I'd love what your thoughts are. And you mentioned about how technology can really help us. Yeah. And I've done a bit of work around VR for language learning, and there's some really nice possibilities there. I'm also academic director for Learnovate, and it's an, an educational technology center of excellence in Trinity. And I have the best job ever there, which is to bring <laughs> together, it's so, it's, I love it, which is to bring together research expertise from across Trinity, but also from outside, you know, from other institutions to try and inform a future vision of learning. And so we have, you know, there's a number of people working in, in immersive reality context in from the kind of technology side and from the education side, so there's the vSense uh, research group, for example. And the possibilities there for how you can experience learning are, are quite amazing. So, you know, at the moment we can do, they can do visual quite well, they can do sound quite well, they're getting the full sound experience around you. But the kind of things they're talking about, about are the cross-reality idea where you are you might feel like you're in the real world and you you can get markup from, from the digital world or where you're in immersed in a, in a digital world. So where they're moving to is more of the tactile experience of that, that wow. that's going to be the next push and the next step. And so I suppose from the point of view of learning and definitely for language learning, you know, that phrase immersive learning for is, is such a thing for language, you know, that experience of being in a country and living through it. And 
you know, classrooms can set that up. It's a bit like a play. You have to suspend your disbelief, you know, that you're in this classroom. And you see really brilliant teachers doing that where you're walking into this environment and it feels like that the things that are going on here can only be in that language, like, uh, you know, that it's only possible in that language. But the immersive technologies allow that possibility for you to move into a space that culturally looks and feels like the place it is. So there's these beautiful models of the Forbidden City, for example, in Second Life, where you can kind of move around the Forbidden City and, and meet people. Where I see a challenge for that at the moment is in that, that the feel, so you have to feel like you're in there. You have to feel that sense of presence and feel that sense of co-presence that other people are in there with you. And sometimes that can feel clunky. And your disbelief then comes back, you know, oh, I'm not in a really immersive situation. And so that's where the technology is taking us to the point where we won't feel that clunkiness anymore. We'll feel it'll be a seamless move into immersive spaces. And so there's so much potential there for anything, you know, that idea of changing behavior through experiencing, you know, the negative effects of flood or something like I'd hate to be in that virtual reality. But, oh, my God, would it be effective? You know, there's there's a lot of lots of opportunities for that. And also because immersive reality or virtual reality allows the option to go places that there's no way you could go normally. Fantastic. And and for people who want to find out more about your work and that paper we mentioned, where can they find you? You can just look at people.tcd.ie and uh, just look for me and Devitt and it has a link to all my work. Associate Professor in Language Education and Academic Director in Learnavate Dublin and Devitt. Thank you for joining us. Thanks a million, Aidan. Thanks for joining us on Inside Learning. Inside Learning is brought to you by the Learnovate Centre in Trinity College, Dublin. Learnovate is funded by Enterprise Ireland and IDA Ireland. Visit learnovatecentre.org to find out more about our research on the science of learning and the future of work.